You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 071. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 71. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Baby cakes. Hey, beautiful. Baby cakes. Baby cakes. I'm going to sing my messages to you today. You are? Yes. Aw, that's No, sweet. I am not. No? Okay. No, I good. am tone deaf. <laughs> like a motherfucker. You could sing pretty good. I think you don't give yourself credit. Really? If you had just a little bit of training, you'd be badass. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, I'm a Taurus, and Taurus body part is the neck and the throat. And so supposedly, people who are Taurus... Like to get strangled there? <laughs> like to get choked out. <laughs> no, they are usually really either very eloquent in speaking voice mm-hmm. or they have a great singing voice. Oh, so you got one of the two. I, I, well, I sure as hell did not get the singing voice. See, okay, I think I think I agree with you that if I had a lot of training, I could I maybe... say a lot. You said a little bit of I training. said a little bit of training. You're sweet. Yeah, come on now. But for some reason... Like, I think the actual sound of my voice is pretty, but it's never on tune. Like, I have a really hard time with the tune. That's the part you need training. Okay. <laughs> I so took choir in getting, high school. Getting a little tunage. Hey, guys. Oh, hi. Hey, uh, how are you guys doing? Huh, oh. Hi-ya. Oh, oh, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Joy Junkie Show, everybody. That's right. Um, we have an audience. Hello, audience. Oh, yeah. It's hard to remember when we're, like, isolated in Joy Junkie Studios and we're just exactly. going off. Um, but hey guys, so glad to have you on the show. We have an awesome topic for you today that came from another listener. Um, as always, you guys, we love, 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 love getting your suggestions. Cause there's a lot of times that I'm like, well, what am I going to talk about? And then I go to the suggestions and I'm like, whoa, yeah, I can talk about this. And, and it's stuff that you want to hear. So yeah. if you did not know this, you can cruise by thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, and then there's a place where you can submit your ideas if you would like a topic. So this one, we're on love. So typically we'll bounce back. We'll do a week on love topics and then a week on life topics. This week we're talking love stuff. Love. Exciting and new. <laughs> Come aboard. We're expecting you the love boat. Mr. Smith sings way better than me. <laughs> way better than me. In fact, one year oh, I told him I told him, um, what do you, we were discussing like what do you want more in your marriage? And I was like, I want more singing from more you. Singing. <laughs> I really want more singing. Uh, but oh my gosh, it's funny that you say that because we're going on that cruise. Oh, that's right. The Love Boat Crew. Which registration's done. Like, you can't go anymore. Oh, you can't get in now. But Kira, who's another one of our uh, coaches who's going, she made a picture of all the Love Boat people with me and Kira and Andrea (laughs) and our fucking taco cat that is our our mascot for the crew. She made this picture of all of us. (laughs) 
So it reminded me of that when you said that. That's funny. Yeah, you guys are going on a little love boat. So I ladies love boat. I don't think I even told them what the... T- okay, so the topic is... That's right. For t- <laughs> we have to focus. Squirrel. Squirrel, something shiny. Um, communicating with a passive spouse. It's not a problem for us. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> but... But it is a problem. Right? Yeah. We've both had people in our lives... True. ...who are very passive... True. Non-vocal, introverted, yeah. withhold information, don't divul- you know, where we're like, oh my God, what do I do with you? You have to just extract yeah. information out of them. Yes. And yeah. so we're yeah, going to yeah. talk about that today. Um, But we got really distracted with my singing voice stuff. I did, qui- I did choir in high school. A That's lot of saying, choir. Like your Mr. Voice Tuttle. Is not <laughs> Mr. Tuttle. He was the funniest. <laughs> It, he. Uh, why oh, do teachers have the funniest last name? He was ridiculous. He so was ri- funny. But I, yeah, I did tons of choir, and I don't. I still don't think I can read music to this day. That never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. That a, no, a a note seems like time to me. Like you can't. We can try to track it as best we can, but it's really not a concept that can be consistent. I don't know. Like I just. I don't know enough about it, to be honest. Like, that's a topic that I don't know much about. I mean, I, you know, read music in high school. Did you? But I couldn't tell you. What, what were you voted in high school? Uh, what was I voted? I was voted... Oh, shit. I don't even remember. You don't? It was, tw- it was over 20 years ago. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't... Give a man a break. I don't ever forget oh. any sort of attention I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> What was I voted? I was voted. I think it was most likely to be the tallest. Stupid. Or something dumb like that. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It wasn't like most likely to be a healer. No, I didn't get that one. No. No, I Do wasn't. You know what I wasn't. Was? I didn't get my healing power yet. I forget. It was like most. Oh, I most forget. Most dramatic. Most dramatic. <laughs> That's right. Most, most dramatic, dramatic and biggest trendsetter. <laughs> How cool. That's pretty good. In my tiny little Christian school. <laughs> oh, my God. There was like 30 of us that graduated. So they were like scratching to find things to vote us, I mm-hmm. think. Because it was like everyone got voted something. Cause oh, yeah. Not everybody in our class got voted something. It was like 200 in our class or something. Yeah. I missed out on that experience. Anyway, we digress. Let's talk about communicating with a, a passive spouse. What do you say? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's dive in. Sounds good. And we're back. <laughs> get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> You're cracking We are. Up. We are going to get through this topic. Oh, we? my God. You guys don't leave. Okay. Communicating with a passive spouse. This one, this one is such a challenge, man. It's so hard because it's um, at your core, you communicate differently i'm assuming if you're both passive oh lord help you you both have a lot a lot of work to do and you both have to be committed to working on it because just basically nothing gets communicated pretty much nothing if you're both passive i'm going to assume for the most part that who is listening right now are people who are 
way more willing to communicate, way more vocal, and they're dealing with a spouse who communicates differently than them. Or someone else in their life, yeah. Or someone else in their life, but we're on love week, so. Oh, love, yeah, sorry. But yes, it can totally apply to other people, for sure, sure, and we're going to use examples of other people in our lives. So, um, first, the first thing that I really want you to nail down and get really clear about, um, and this this is truly about you. This has nothing to do with them. Um, we cannot make them be different. So no matter how amazing you are at communicating, no matter how thoughtful and sweet and kind you are, they might choose, make the choice to never open up. So just keep on the forefront of your mind that success needs to be tied to you. It needs to be tied to how you're showing up and how you're delivering the information. So uh, because we can't control them and we'll talk about towards the end of the episode, we'll talk about, you know, is there any sort of ultimatum? Is there any sort of decision you need to make if they never do? That's a different thing altogether. Um, It's one thing if you're expressing, I need this from you and they start working on it. It's a totally different thing altogether if somebody blatantly will not work on something yeah. that is a deal breaker for that's you. That's a deal breaker for me. You know, but that's, that's, it's one thing if they're, if they're not willing to work on something that isn't a deal breaker for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd really like you to do this more. And it's, if they never did, you'd still be okay. You'd still want to be in the relationship. Sure. But if it is a deal breaker thing for you and they're not willing to work on it and they're not willing to communicate, then it might need to be come down to a decision and that's never fun. But no. let's check off all these other things in between so that you can keep a clean conscience. Okay. So the let's two things, it. two things just to keep in mind always for you checks and balances for you and how you're showing up is one, what do you need to give voice to? And two, how do you need to say it? Okay. In fact, I saw a really awesome uh, Facebook poster the other day that said um, it, it was something about the percentage like, um, oh, God, I'm totally going to butcher it now. But it was saying how what we communicate um, is like 10% of what matters and 90% of what matters is how we say it. Mm. And I was like, yes, yeah, so, so true. true. So because. True. A lot of times we will give voice to something that we want rectified, but if they've been really passive or if we're used to them not opening up, we yell and scream or we try to be heard or we do it when we're drunk or, you know, we do it in a way where we're not communicating in the best manner. And we might be clear with our words, but we might be saying it and delivering it in a package that is not well received. Would you mind taking the trash out? Would you mind taking the trash out? Would you mind taking the trash out? (laughs) (laughs) All different ways of saying it. Would you mind taking the trash out? Would you mind taking the trash out? (laughs) There's so many ways. Yeah. And you can deliver deliver them in a ton of different packages. So so those are what you always want to keep in mind. Those are the things you're responsible for. Have I given voice to everything that needs to be audible? And how do I need to say it? All right. So now, now that you kind of have that in the back burner, let's talk about maybe five concepts for you to keep in mind as you start communicating with this passive partner or, you know, the partner who's like, it is what it is. They always want to operate surface for whatever reason, 
you don't communicate at the same level. Usually it's you wanting more, you wanting to dig deeper, um, figure out the route to things, address certain things, make movement, and they're yeah. kind of happy with status quo. Yeah. Kind of happy with the boat not never being rocked, just going along. So where does that leave you? Yeah. First thing, <coughs> excuse me, we've been doing so much acting, you guys, that... <laughs> <laughs> we're like getting sick we from do all a these lot kids. of acting we do <laughs> we put on a good show a lot of acting in our lives right now <laughs> i don't know if you know those but do, a lot of acting. <laughs> do you have any idea who i think i am <laughs> okay all right so the first thing and this thing this i think we can be so helpful be ready for awkward and uncomfortable just be fucking ready for awkward and uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> and gear up for that. Like, be ready. Mm. Know, uh, know that a lot of times when we, if we're dealing with somebody who communicates very differently than we, we do, mm-hmm. what we want is for it to go swimmingly. We want them to all of a sudden open up. We want them to, it all of a sudden to be easy and we're on the same page and it's effortless. S- time has shown that the two of you don't communicate that way. Mm. And being somebody who's very vocal and you know, pretty open with my emotions and my feelings. It is so uncomfortable dealing with somebody who isn't that way. And they often feel awkward and they feel uncomfortable. And so then the whole interaction is awkward and uncomfortable. Right. So if you can just prepare for that and not, because a lot of times we go into the conversation hoping that it's going to magically be different. Like, oh, that was awkward. And then you're like, yeah. oh, but if you can just prepare and go like, have you ever had that where you go into a workout and you think it like I had a yoga workout once that I thought, oh, it's yoga. It's going to be super easy. Like I had an idea of what it was going to be and it fucking kicked my ass. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going like, oh, when is this going to be over? And uh, this pose and I'm stretching this way. But And if I would have known how to like gear up and be ready to like bring my, like I had a full face of makeup on. Like (laughs) if I would have been like ready to go with like, you know, no makeup on, I would have been in worn totally different, more agile clothing, clothing. (laughs) like where I could stretch and move. And anyway, and band, but knowing what I was in for was so helpful the next time I went because I was I was geared up I was ready I expected it so if you can go into this conversation knowing kind of what to expect not forecasting who they're going to be and all of that stuff but if you can just be prepared that it might be awkward and uncomfortable that can help you tremendously and then if it's not awesome it's a gift yeah awesome okay okay I like that setup nice preface second thing and, and I'm going to assume that this is your spouse, your partner, or somebody who you, you, you've had probably their most intimate experience has been with you. Okay? Okay. So tell them what communication you desire and ask <clears throat> what they want how you can be what they need. Because here's what happens most of the time. You go in and you just start fucking prodding. You prod and you push and you poke and you try to evoke and get all this questions answered and all this stuff. And you don't just sit down and say, hey, listen, I've noticed that I love to talk everything out and it seems to make you extremely uncomfortable. And I want to know 
you know, I want to express to you that this is a lot of the way that I, I handle communication and I would, I would love to be able to do that with you, but I don't want you to be uh, super uncomfortable, but I need you to tell me what you want, Mm -hmm. you know, and who knows, maybe they'll say something like, it just seems like you always bring stuff up right after I've had a long ass work day. Right. You know, it might not be at all that they're completely shut down. It might be the times you choose to bring something up. But if you just keep going with what you know, like poking, 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 prodding, prodding, and not actually ask them, like, how can we create communication where we both are happy? The other person's going to come out differently, too. Like, if you keep poking, prodding, getting information, trying to drill down, they might say, why do you always ask this right after a long work day? Blah, you know, Mm -hmm. and it becomes an issue where if you bring it up, like you say, and you kind of like set the stage, then they can answer the question and not have it be a defense mechanism. Exactly. Exactly. I realized this. um, in, In fact, we were going through some stuff lately and I just said, tell me, just tell me what you need from me. Right. Because often we just make up what our spouse needs. Well, they need a lot of suggestions. They need me to fix it. They need me to bring a solution. Mm -hmm. They need me to do this. They need me to be there. Right. And no, they might not. But you need to ask them to figure out what it is they need. And I realized this um, years ago. I had a client who came to me and she said, she said, my husband won't go to therapy. He refuses to go to therapy. And... Um, I feel like it's our only option. It's our only hope. Um, clearly, he's showing me that our our marriage doesn't matter to him. Blah, 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 blah. And I kind of realized, I went, you haven't asked him at all what he wants for the relationship. Right. And... <clears throat> What therapy means to him. Who knows? That could He could have had an egregious experience with therapy in his youth. Or sure. maybe he knew a therapist who was an asshole to him. Or um, maybe he's totally committed to getting help and, and rectifying the relationship. He just doesn't want to do therapy. Right. Maybe he's willing to read a book together or go to a class together or hire a coach. Or, um, or do some other method besides what you've made up. So if we just assume what my partner needs is to be poked, prodded, I just need to keep pushing till they give me information, Mm -hmm. I just need to dig, you're not at all looking at, well, what might they need to to communicate with you? What might make them feel open? I was just going to say, I I knew uh, a person that, (coughs) excuse me, who um, was in a similar situation to this where uh, her, his spouse or, or you know whatever was trying to get him to go to therapy and she felt like oh he's just he doesn't care about the marriage and right. you know doesn't but what she didn't realize is he actually went to therapy when he was younger he was abused as a kid yeah went to therapy for it and got abused by the therapist oh yikes and didn't want to bring that up to her oh, uh-huh. you know like it was kind of a deep-seated you know that's his shit yeah, yeah hard issue to talk about but she was so pressing with this is the answer this is the answer you've got to go to therapy blah 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 that it got him out of love with that person yeah but if he would have talked to her about that yeah it may not have gotten to that level right but they broke up because of it yeah and he it, to this day has never told her yeah 
Man, I, oh, that's a tough one. And that's why I bring that up because there could be a million and one reasons why your spouse doesn't want to communicate to you. Right. And it is your responsibility. Again, it's the how you say things. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming at them as in, this is your only option. This is our only way to do this. Then you're not giving the opportunity for it to be collaborative. So if you can say like, hey, listen, I've noticed that you don't, you don't seem to feel comfortable opening up to me. Is there, is there anything I do that shut you down? Or is there anything you, you need from me to feel more safe? Like mm-hmm. you've got to get through, like you've got to make sure that this is 100% their deliberate defiance. I am choosing not to communicate with you before you ever end things. You've got to really make sure that you are the one setting them up for success. You being the best spouse you can possibly be for them. Um, before you ever say like, no, they will not communicate with me, period, mm. done. Yep. You know, I mean, that's really <clears throat> that's all that you point. can do, right? Very good point. So I always tell people like, if you can just step outside of what you see is happening, because most of the time what we see is they won't communicate with me. They don't let me in. They don't share anything with me. And so you come from that perspective when you engage. But what if you actually came from the perspective of, what does this person need from me? What are they not getting from me? How can I be a better communicator for their way of communicating? Mm-hmm. How can I be better for them? It's a totally different game. And those conversations go a hell of a lot better sure. when you come from a place of how can I be better for you? Mm-hmm. You know, And I mean, in our situation, recently you were like, I honestly don't know. I don't know what I need from you right now. And, and I just said, I, I just bring that up because I want you, if, if anything comes up, if you start feeling like, you know what I, I don't need is I, I don't need to be smothered right now, or I need some alone time or if things come up, I want you to feel okay expressing to me what you need, even if you don't know right now. Right. And it wasn't me getting mad at you. Like, well, why don't you know what you need? No, Mm -hmm. none of that. I was just like, I don't want to. Assume I know what you need and throw it at you. Sure. But you can't do any of this unless you talk to one another and you do it with kindness. So if you have somebody who doesn't typically like to talk, say that. Say, hey, I know that you don't typically love having deeper conversations and, and I do and I love you and I want this relationship to continue to grow. So can we have just a brief conversation about, you know, what you need from me? And, and I'd love to share with you some of the things that I would love, you know, and and that's a totally different game than you never open up. You always shut down. You always do this. You never, always, never, always, never, you know, blame, 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 anger, mad in your voice, upset. It's a totally different game when you sit down and you express your needs with kindness and grace and you own your shit. True. True story. It really is. And that's, that is all you can be held responsible for. Okay. Third thing, speak their language. Um, and what I mean by this is, um, if they operate really well off of sports metaphors or analogies (laughs) or something like that, like some people really thrive well, if you visualize something 
or if you give examples of things or, you know, if you're more logical or concrete or data or, or um, you know, all, yeah, all of that stuff is just like basic <coughs> communication skills. Like how do they typically, how do they typically communicate? Yeah. Um, I know for you and I, I had to really start being more brief and more succinct. And I realized that you need Cliff's Notes versions of yes. everything. Even though it's very cathartic for me to tell a very, very detailed story, I've realized that I get that need fulfilled with other friendships right? who want to hear all the nitty gritty details. I know that if I do that with you, you will tune out. Like you just are naturally not programmed. And I would, I would probably argue that many men are that way. Sure. That especially if it's not a topic that you're super pumped on, like give me the brass tacks. Sure, sure. So I learned that, you know, and years ago I was hurt. Like, well, I know, I don't want to hear that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you had to be like, I just don't care about all those details. <laughs> and we had to get through that. And I had to realize like, okay, if I really want him to hear me, then I have to keep it short, keep it succinct, and then get those, get my words out with other in other relationships, which is right. fine, you know? Sure. So, so speaking their language. Um, but I think also, like, for me, it's, it's my headspace. If I'm in a place where I'm off and I'm, like, thinking about all the other things that I have going in my life, and then you want to tell me a, a long story. Right. You're then closed I, up already. I just don't have the space for it at that time. So one of the things we've put in place is, you know, as I... I'm really not in the space to hear a long story right now. Yeah. Um, let me take care of some of my business and then I'll be able to be there for you and right. listen. And, you know, and that's something that is basically unheard of for somebody who's passive to actually speak right. up. So it might be something it, because if, if they're a passive spouse, they're typically going to just um, a piece, a piece, a piece. Yeah. They'll just, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, right, sure. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. They don't want to rock the boat. So it might even be something like this that you have to establish. Like, hey, honey, I know sometimes I'm really forceful with what I want to talk about. You're totally allowed to say, and I would appreciate if you would say, I don't think I'm in the space to hear that right now. I would love for you to do that if you're not able. You know, it might be something like that. Whatever language works for you. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. We tend to speak in self-help speak. <laughs> now, now that I've created a monster out of you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, all right. So speaking their language. The next thing, fourth thing. I mean, really, I mean, this is pretty basic too, but using open-ended questions mm -hmm. and requesting details, saying things like, tell me, explain to me, tell me more about that, or I want to hear more about this, or what's what's going on for you when you say this. Um, obviously, don't just say, D does this make you feel this? No. Does this make you feel like, yeah. yes, you know, yes, no, no, yes, answers, no. Yeah. That's like their perfect scapegoat. Sure. So, but again, always enveloping it in such a way that it's kind and not threatening. And especially if you ever had a situation where you used to communicate really well. Right. In fact, um, you know, I see this a lot where somebody, um, I see this a lot with self-help when somebody, one spouse gets really involved in personal development and uh -huh. their partner isn't. Right, right. And 
So maybe you guys both were really passive and codependent or whatever, and you never really talked about anything, never really rocked the boat. And then all of a sudden, one person starts embracing their personal power and they want to speak out more and, you know, be more vocal. And now the other person's like, holy shit, what's this about? Yeah. You know? This isn't what I bargained for. This is what, this is, yeah. So even though you're learning new skills, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're right there with you or that they're wrong. Um, It's just about opening this up as much as you can, opening up this conversation. And I'll tell you, almost always, it's in how you approach these. But, you know, that's why I started out with that is how have you broached these topics? Um, This can also happen, too, if one spouse uh, goes through losing someone like a death or goes through like a job that they hate and they get really depressed and Mm -hmm. they start shutting down or shutting off. Um, sometimes it happens if one spouse finds a spirituality or a religion and, and for many people that is self-help or personal development. And so for whatever reason, you may have communicated really well in the past and life circumstance has, has changed like, um, having kids and all of a sudden you just don't have the time to communicate as much as you want and Mm -hmm. you, you've fallen into a rut and one person is more at peace with that rut than the other. So It's about really starting a conversation and starting a conversation in a way in which both people feel honored, not coming at them from you never, you always, you Uh, never, you, but you always shut down, you know, that doesn't uh, break walls down that builds them. Oh, right. Totally. Yeah, totally. And again, when you do that, when you come from that place, you're in that of space of, I know better. I know how perfect we could be if only you were different. Right. Instead of like it's we said. fulfillment fo- of that person's need, not the other person's. Right. And yeah. it's about both of you That's being right. vocal about it. That's right. So, um, and then finally, um, it takes two to tango, you guys. This is where it comes down to, have you done everything in your power um, to create the communication with the spouse that you want? And, if it never improves, will you be okay? If they never open up, if they never put forth effort, will you be okay? Is there a decision you need to make? And that certainly is not for me to make. Um, and I think it's different for each person. And it's and everybody has their breaking point of like, I've put in so much effort and I've been met with nothing. You know, that's for you to decide if that's Mm -hmm. the case or not but i always use the the tango metaphor it's like if you're the spouse who you know the two to tango you have rented out the ballroom you've got the best instructors you bought new shoes for both of you guys you have the best tango outfits you've enlisted you know enlisted the help of all your friends and family to come and watch your performances you have (laughs) bought the instructional videos you've done all this shit and that person just plain old refuses to dance refuses to tango then your hands are tied so make sure you're at peace with the effort that you've put in and most of the time it's in your delivery so for instance it's a very different thing if you're dealing with somebody who is like i don't care what you say or do i refuse to dance with you it's very different than someone who's like 
I wish you wouldn't force me to dance in front of a bunch of people. I'm totally willing to take a private lesson or right, I'm totally right. willing to do a tango video at it's home in our private, you know, but if you're coming at them, like this is the only fucking way to tango. This is the only way we're going to dance. And they're going like, God, you're so forceful. I wish you would just let me speak. And I would tell you, Hey, I'm open to a private lesson. Right. You know, Uh so Uh you have to make sure that you have set them up for success and that you've been ready to hear. Like if they're going to say, hey, I'm up for a private lesson and what you really want to do is go on a world tour as a tango (laughs) couple, you need to be ready to hear what their desire is and actually consider it. Because sometimes when you get so powerful and you're so ready to like discuss this shit with someone and all that, you get like, you have to see it my way. You have to, you have to all of a sudden communicate the way I do and, and you know, all this other stuff and, and that's not okay. That's not Sometimes okay. Sometimes it takes three to tango. <laughs> the moral of the story <laughs> is. Sometimes for, for instance, sometimes like when you want to tell a long story or get into all the nitty gritty details, you go to a, one of your girlfriends or, you know, that's your, th- that's the third tango. Like that's I'm willing process. to hear, I'm willing to listen. I just don't, you don't have to get super detailed with me. Right. 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 And that's not a deal breaker for me. Right. In our scenario. Now, if, if you would never let me express things, if you always shut me down, um, if you would refuse to communicate, even though I ask all the time, like, what can I do for you? How can I be there for you? What do you want from Mm -hmm, me? mm -hmm. If you refuse to let me in at all, that would be a deal breaker for me. I would have to look at, you know, long term. Could I handle that? Probably not. Right. So, yeah, this is not an easy one because is it is, one. it's a desire for somebody to be radically different. Right. And that, that's always a challenge. So, again, really looking at what do you need to give voice to? How do you need to say it? Be ready for things to be a little awkward and uncomfortable. Tell them what communication you're desiring and ask what they want. Um, Ask how you can be what they need. Speak their language. Use open-ended questions. Uh, and know ultimately that it really does take two to tango. So hopefully that was helpful. But, you know, one of the things that's a common thread in all of these is how are you showing up? Yep. Right? All of those things, all of those things you just went through are things that you can do to improve where you are yep. for that person. Mm-hmm. You can't change them. Don't expect to change them. Mm-hmm. But you can change how you show up always right? and that's that's the common thread in all of these topics always yeah. and that's i mean that's whole the whole undercurrent of personal development and personal growth anyway it's right. we really only have control of us right that's it yeah. and our greatest pain i think in life is trying to manipulate and make everybody else different right and that <laughs> it's a it's, it's a futile effort man it is a futile effort Resistance but, is future. Uh, yeah, so keep your nose clean. And uh, if you haven't done so, cruise by thejoyjunkie.com. Get your free life and love digital kit. And please, please, please cruise by iTunes and give us an iTunes review if you get some benefit Hello. from uh, this pod. It's so helpful for Heck us. Yeah. And uh, know that we're sending you lots and lots of love through the ether. Let us hear from you. And here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.